product, like when you launch a core product, you just want to over deliver value on that product. Because if you get consumers into your first product and you can get them to trust you and you provide a lot of value that exceeds the price that they pay, they're going to be returning customers. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we have Jeff Seckinger back on the show. Jeff first joined us way, way back in episode number 37 of Young Smart Money. Okay, we've come a long way since we first talked to Jeff, and Jeff has come a, a drastically long way since we last talked to him. Okay, so when we last had Jeff on the show, he was making about $5,000 a month with his business. He had just started. He quit his job. And he was really diving all in into growing his business. And now, flash forward, like literally less than six months, this guy is making between fifty dollars and $100,000 per month with his business, okay? This was a huge, huge transformation. So I knew I had to have him back on the show to talk with him about how this was possible because just it literally seemed like it had only been like a couple of weeks since I last talked to this dude and to see his business grow so dramatically I, my mind was blown and I was like we got to get him on the show we got to get him on the show to talk about what he just did because that is not something that everybody is doing and that is not something that you're going to hear about every single day so we've got Jeff back on the show talk about how he was able to really really transform his business and really take it from from again just five thousand dollars a month which again that's that's real money but to fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a month is just ridiculous to be able to see that significant amount of growth in only about six months. So Jeff's going to walk us through exactly what his business model is and exactly how he's able to do this and um, how he was able to scale it so quickly because, again, it's not something that you see every single day. I'm really excited. He also goes deep on his mindset as well. He's got this whole um, full send movement that he talks about, and we'll get into that near the end of the episode. But um, stay tuned. Sit back, relax, whether you're out there walking the dog or uh, working out at the gym. Um, I want you to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. Jeff, welcome to Young Smart Money, or rather, welcome back to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today, man? Doing fantastic, man. Excited to be back. It is a pleasure. So Jeff is actually the first guest that we've had twice on the show. It's a very, it's a very special honor, Jeff. I'm sure you'll take it to heart. Oh, man. <laughs> but Jeff has been doing some crazy stuff since we talked to him last. Uh, I think the last time we had him on the show was back in in the 20s. Now at this point, we're we're somewhere close to 100 episodes. So um, it's been a while since we talked to Jeff. And when we talked with him before, he was really just starting to dive into recording lectures for his course and really developing this, this program for people to build their credit and travel the world. And Jeff, can you talk a little bit about that program and um, basically what you teach essentially? Yeah. When, um, actually, when did we speak? Was that in October? Yeah, it was way back when. I know you told me that you were recording some of the lectures for the course and you were really just developing oh, yeah. the program at that point. So it was really early in the game. Yeah, man. Okay. So yeah, that must have been, that was pretty much like right when I started releasing it. So I've revised yeah. it actually like three times. I'm just in the midst of revising it once again. So every time I learn new information, I just add it. Yep. I'm learning new information all the time. So mm. um, yeah, the course has been going really well. Uh, we have over 350 members in there. Wow. Uh, had some amazing results. I mean, I get, I'm on Instagram all the time. I know you probably see me on there. Yep. I see you as well. Um, and people just send me messages all the time of, I mean, I had two people that just got approved for like really good business cards. Um, had another guy get 30 K, uh, at 0% on one card, which is yeah. usually kind of the, the higher end. Um, cause he's pretty early in the process too. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool, man. I, um, 
I've gotten some insane results from just friends and just random people I don't even know sending me messages. So yeah, and like, what are what are like the basics of what you teach for our listeners that either missed that first episode or or they're kind of confused about the whole credit space to begin with? Like, what essentially like at like what's your elevator pitch? Like, what do you teach people how to do? Yeah, so the whole principle of the course walks people through building, repairing, and increasing their score, and then doing cool things with that score. Because there's no, I mean, what's the point of a cool credit score if you're not doing anything with it? Exactly. So that's what like the first half of the course really is about is building credit, uh, mainly on the personal side of things. And then just hacks on how to increase your score quickly. And then I go into business credit a little bit, like how to actually start a, a successful business in the terms of building credit, because there's a lot of things that people don't realize they need to do to set up the business properly. And then I go into the application process, like what cards to go after first, what order, because um, there's orders based on what rules the banks have and where your credit score is at. Geez, um, there's, there's a lot of different stuff that goes into this. Yeah, there's so <laughs> much, man. Um, and then from there, I just go into like leveraging the cards for travel purposes. So points, uh, traveling for free without points. Um, and then there's like a bunch of bonus stuff at the end. Dang. I mean, I'm a credit card junkie myself, so I get pretty, I get pretty into this stuff and I, yeah. I'm really, I'm all about getting those points, dude. I mean, I've only been building credit for about a year, but I've gotten over a thousand dollars in free travel yeah. um, and just been able to raise my score significantly. So I can, I can tell you guys like building your credit, it's something that not a lot of people think about, but it's just such a valuable asset to have because like you said, dude, and, and I'm excited to, to have you share with our listeners some of the crazy stuff you've been doing lately um, with your credit, but like. There are so many ways for you to leverage a good credit score. And I mean, there's, there's all the traveling you can do, but also like the money you save like on a mortgage or like an auto loan with getting that lower rate. It's, it's ridiculous, dude. It's crazy. It's funny you say that because my mom is going to pick up a BMW M5 this evening. Um, <laughs> and she like, last month she was like, she came to me, she's like, I need a new car and I just checked my credit score and it's shitty. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> so we just did a few things. I mean, we just raised credit limits uh, to decrease utilization, mm. uh, paid off a little debt and removed some payment history. And she, I mean, her score shot up 120 points. So she's getting a way, way better deal on the financing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's so many like little things that people could be doing to like drastically improve their score. Could you yeah. give us a couple like pro tips here of like, what are some like small tweaks people could make in the next say 30 days to get some serious results on their score? Cause I know there are a lot of like little things people could be doing, but what are a few of the things that, that you um, generally practice and, and advise people to do in like the next 30 days? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is just going after the payment history. If you have negative payment history, that's such a bad mark to have on your report. Oh, yeah. There's two categories of payment history and one's like significantly worse than the other one, which is like derogatory marks, like collections. Mm -hmm. And the other one is payment history. So the percentage of on-time payments. So if you have negatives in those, especially in the last six months, mm. um, that decreases the amount of credit you get usually by between like 20 to 40%. You're going to wow. get 20 to 40% less credit extended to you if you have one just on-time payment that's or one off-time payment yeah. you would say in the last six months so the best thing to do with that is to either dispute them on your own uh, sometimes they'll pop up you can go on cfpb.gov dispute on there you can call the bureaus directly and dispute those um, you can call the, the banks directly and dispute them and then um, the next biggest thing is debt really because that's you know that's 30% of your score just paying down the debt. 
you can either increase your credit limits to lower your utilization or just there's like four different ways to pay down debt uh, more quickly. So that, those are payment history and utilization, that's 65% of your score. So the focus should be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jeff, I want to pivot a little bit more into your business now rather than credit because we talked a lot about credit in the last episode. So talk yeah. to us a bit about where your business has come since that last episode. I mean, like you said, I think that was in like October, maybe November. Um, and now we're here. I don't even know what month it is anymore. It's like April, I think. Yeah. 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 So we're in April right now and you've, you've had some serious, serious transformation just watching you on Instagram and, and, and watching what you've been up to. So talk to us about that transformation that you've gone through and, and how that was possible for you. Yeah. So I had a pretty good, uh, mentor that I've been following really since like 2015. Wow. Uh, his name is Lewis Mocker. Uh, I think I may have even mentioned him on the last uh, podcast. Sounds familiar. Anyways, he kind of sh uh, showed me how to structure my businesses and, you showed me something called a four product empire. Um, this is actually what all the big companies do. So what you do is you set up your business, you have a core product. So my core product was a course. Mm -hmm. So I was pumping out course material for eight weeks, finished the course. And then I moved on to a free product. So I gave like a free um, newsletter. And then I also had uh, three free hacks to increase your score. And that collects email um, and phone numbers and just information right. and then from there you move into a subscription model and a high ticket which is for me is my consulting hmm. so those so within my credit space i have within my credit business i have my course i have a subscription model that's on instagram uh it's a close friends group which i just moved to a completely private page on instagram um, so they're paying me monthly. I have course sales and then I do high ticket consulting where it's individualized. It's usually like a, right now it's a three to six month relationship with me where I look at everything within your financial history and we just lay out your goals and find out ways to get you there. So um, those are like the three ways I'm really making money in the credit space is my subscription, close friends, uh, my course, and then my high ticket consulting. Wow. And were you building all those out at the same time or did you sort of go sequentially there? No, I went, yeah, I went sequentially. I did the course. Once I finished the course, then I moved on to my free product. Once I had that and made some good sales from that, then I moved actually in my high ticket consulting, um, got about eight clients there and then launched my subscription model. And I have like 115 people in there now. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, we're doing anywhere between, and I'm just, I'm really expanding now. Uh, I've hired a few employees and I hired a, a uh, big marketing company that's running all my traffic now. Nice. So, but yeah, right now we're doing, it depends because I'll take on like a group of consulting clients and then sure. I will, you know, I'll wait to Close launch. A while. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing anywhere between like 50 to hundred K a month and it's pretty, uh, pretty good sizable margins because wow. I only have like, I'm, I'm bringing on a few more employees, but previously I've only had like two employees. Uh, so where were you at? Where were you at like last October as far as like revenue goes? Uh, very low. I mean, I was probably, I don't know. I think I was like 5k a month. Wow. That's absurd, uh, dude. Yeah, dude. It's been crazy. It has been really crazy. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I've just been focused, like so focused. I don't, I don't go out and party. Like the only time I really like will have like drinks and stuff is when I go on trips with my buddies. And even then we're shooting content for marketing purposes. So wow. uh, I've just been really, really focused on, on what I'm doing. I'm trying to build like a real brand because I s see myself taking this brand and evolving it into 
a wealth management firm. So I'm trying, I'm really trying to build this for the long term. Wow. That is, that is massive. So talk to us about how you've been able to develop that focus and like, how do you, how do you stay focused every single day to be moving towards your goals and to be building this business? Because clearly it must've taken a a ridiculous amount of of time, energy, and attention to scale from 5,000 to 50 to a hundred thousand a month in, in the span of like less than six months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, every day I'm just like, so thankful that I have put in this energy um, and focus. Um, so I would say the biggest things are, I mean, just staying consistent. I do this every single day. That's the biggest thing. Like your repetitions become your reputation. And that is so true. The more I'm consistent with everything I'm doing, the more people are attracted to me and the more that people trust me and show that it just shows that I'm credible. and I know what the hell I'm doing. Um, what else? What, you, what else is the big thing? How do, you, how do you stay consistent like with just showing up every single day? Do you have a set schedule? Do you just like, are you just like waking up and like, what should I do today? Or, or what's that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think being like super aware with your goals is really important. So, I mean, I go over my goals every single day and I make sure I'm putting action steps in place to go through my goals. Like if you look at my calendar, um, let's look at my calendar real quick. This is, this is how my day is structured. I okay. get up at a, so I guess we're up here. So 7 a.m. I'm doing cardio for 30 minutes. Uh, 8 to 8.30, I'm going through my financials um, and my goals. So I revisit my goals, check my bank accounts, all my statements. 8.30 to 9, I'm doing emails and messages. And then I have on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have like discovery calls with clients. Hmm. Um, and that usually takes about an hour. And then from nine to 12, this is huge. Um, I, it's my one thing. So I'm not sure you probably mm, can't. Yep. This, but, yeah. Um, have you read the book, the one thing? Yep. Yeah. So I have one thing that I focus on just in that from nine to 12. That's all I do is focus on that one thing. Mm. Um, and I think that's huge. It's just like really simplifying shit because if you like the more that you are making things complex and the more distractions you have, the less you're going to get done. Ooh, that's huge. How do you, how do you manage distractions in your work? Uh, focus is just about what not to focus on. That's the first <laughs> thing you need to do. It's just like, okay, this shit, like this, this is distracting me. So I go put this in another room mm. and I focus on what I need to do. So the, the first thing with focus is realizing what not to focus on. And that makes everything a lot easier. Um, and then from there I do learning. So if I've noticed that when I'm like, I was working so much and I wasn't actually learning new material and that, I mean, that just produced less results in my business. So now I'm spending from 12 to one I'm learning. And then from one to two, I'm doing content. Uh, I just did some Instagram stories prior to this, um, interview. And then from three to seven, I work with my one-on-one clients. And then after that, I'll usually go lift again. And then I'll just do some little work or read at night and then just repeat it. Wow. And is that pretty much your same schedule every single day? Yeah, just about. Um, I usually don't get two workouts in on the weekend. I'll take a little bit of a break. And uh, I usually scale back the work a little bit, especially on Sunday. But I'm, I mean, I'm definitely putting in at least like four or five hours um, on Sunday. Wow. Work. That's huge, dude. That's huge. So talk to me more about, about your vision of, of starting this like wealth management firm. 
Um, yeah, dude, it's just been, it's always been a vision for me. Uh, I don't, I think I've, on the last video, I talked about how, you know, I started investing when I was 16. My dad created like a competition between myself and my siblings. Yeah. And that really got me thinking about finance and like stocks and just how the economy works and everything. So since then, or after that, I was always like, I'm going to be a financial advisor. So I got a job at JP Morgan. I was in an operations position with a private bank, got my series 66 and seven. And then I was like, damn, I don't want to build a book for someone else. Um, and I saw that the fees were shrinking and I just saw things I didn't like, especially just about the corporate world. It just was not for me. I wasn't like inspired or happy to be there um, because I was wearing clothes I didn't want to wear. I was around people I didn't want to be with. I was in a place I didn't want to be at a time that I did not want to be. Um, so I was like, I got to change something. So I just went into, you know, I did some digital marketing and then launched this credit. But uh, it's always been a passion of mine. I've always loved managing money and I've always loved helping people. And I think that I'm trying to, I'm trying to help a hundred thousand people become financially independent. That's my overarching goal. If you hear like Gary talk about the clouds and the dirt, yeah. that's like one of the things in my clouds. Wow. So that's like the main thing that I'm going after. And I know I can do that if I can help people with the money situation. So um, that's, that's really the drive behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's massive, dude. That's it. And like having those big goals are so, so essential when you're trying to do something huge like you are. I mean, if you don't have that, that vision that you're just working towards consistently, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to keep going and to maintain that focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to have a strong why. Um, I also think it's just as important to break down that massive goal into like little goals that lead up to that and actually create a, a like a plan of action to reach each individual goal and schedule it out. Because if you're not, if you're just like, Oh, I want to help a hundred thousand people. It's like, okay, how are you going to do that? You know, mm. so that's, I think one thing that people forget about. How do you, how do you go about like chopping up your goal into, into different pieces and timelines? Um, so I'll just, I, I usually do it for like, a, I'll do like 30 day goals um, and then 60 day goals and then six month and 12 month. Hmm. And then just map that towards uh, whatever your time frame is on that overarching goal, which mine, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a time frame on when I want to do that. I want to do it by 65. Um, but I also want goals that I'm always chasing after because I think yeah. when you don't have goals to like chase after, I think you're, I feel like you're just done at that point. Yeah. So yeah, it's just really important just to like, Tony Robbins says, where do you start? If you don't know where to start, you just throw a rock and start there. Um, so <laughs> if you don't know where to start, um, procrastinating is not a, a place to start. So I will just break down things into like even daily goals. I have daily, like, like I said, I go over my goals. I have daily, weekly, um, and then one month, six month, 12 month goals. Wow. And that's a must. I mean, like you said, if you're not consistently working towards something and seeing progress and, and moving forwards, you're not, you're not doing anything. Like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so good to like, just be going through my to-do list. Um, I'll, I kind of, I have like a big to-do list for each business that I'm doing and just my personal life on Trello. Mm. And it's just so good to just check things off and move things over to the completed box. It's like, I mean, that's huge when you can like see progress. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to flash back a little bit to when we were talking about, about the, the four, I don't remember exactly what you called it, but like the four pillars of, of your business with the, with the free lead magnet, with the, 
course with the membership site and then with the high ticket consulting. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that structure and what you think our listeners should know if they do want to pursue a business sort of following that structure. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a four, it was called the four product empire. The biggest thing is, I mean, this is where like the most successful businesses are built around is a passion. So people that have gone through a problem, solve the, the problem and then teach other people how to solve that same problem because mm-hmm. they truly care about it. So with me, mine was credit. Like I had really bad credit. I couldn't get a lease on a, a decent car. I couldn't get an apartment. I definitely couldn't get credit cards. I had really <laughs> high interest debt. Every area of my life was affected because I had bad credit. So I'm like, I got to solve this. I spent just ungodly amounts of time and money fixing my credit and learning everything I could about it. And then I turned that into a business. And that's what a lot of people don't even think about is like, what problem have you gone through? And then create a business around that because people will pay you to solve the same problem that you already figured out for yourself. And you already know a lot about it. So start there. And with the core product, like when you launch a core product, you just want to over deliver value on that product. Because if you get consumers into your first product and you can get them to trust you and you provide a lot of value that exceeds the price that they pay, they're going to be returning customers. Hmm. So that's like the biggest thing. And uh, I mean, I just chose a course because it's highly scalable. It's something that I could create somewhat quickly and just very low cost of capital. That's what I'm always looking for is businesses that I can start with very little risk, but have high upside. Hmm. So, um, Start there with your core product, build that, and then from there, like I said, release a free product. And I was just releasing mine on, on Instagram, and I was running some traffic uh, just via Instagram stories. And they would just swipe up, and I would just give them uh, three free tips on how to increase their score, get flights for 50% off. And I even forget what the last thing was. It was like, <laughs> um, oh, how to get access to 100K at 0%. Because... Hmm. That was one thing I did with my credit. So um, I had those three things and I just provided a lot of value up front. I got lists and leads from that and then you just remarket to them your core product. And then from there, um, you, just, you just think of other ways that you can provide value to those core members and to your lists and leads. And with me, like I said, I launched my consulting first. It doesn't really matter which way you go. You could go into a subscription or you could go into high ticket, but when I released my high ticket consulting, um, it exploded my business. Like that's what, I mean, yeah, that was a huge portion of my income from that, from that business came from the high ticket consulting. And then, uh, and then I launched my recurring because people couldn't afford like three to five to seven and a half grand to work with me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I have to have another way for them to get in. And some people couldn't afford my course, you know, mm-hmm. for like a thousand dollars. So, they, uh, I was like, I got to come up with something more, less expensive, but still provides a lot of value. So I launched my, um, my subscription and it was just 97 bucks a month. They can cancel anytime they want. But then that has worked as a, uh, like an upsell into my other products. So like huh. once they get in there and learn a lot of info, like they realize, oh, I want more one-on-one time. So then they pay for my consulting or like they want to invest in businesses like my inner circle has invested more than $275,000 in 60 days into various businesses. Um, and, and that provides me some affiliate income 
Um, so that, that group has made me a lot of money, but, uh, it's also provided tons of value for them. Like I'm super excited for the people that have really like taken it seriously, taken action and invested in themselves. Um, did that kind of clear up how that's structured? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely, completely. How okay. do you, how do you think about like the different types of information that you provide in your course versus your membership group? Because I, I could see how that would be a little bit overlapping. Um, but how do you, how do you differentiate between like what goes where? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. I've kind of went back and forth on that. Um, I just try to over deliver with everything, but the interesting with my, the interesting thing with my space Mm -hmm. is uh, I will include some information from my course. Like there's definitely some info from my courses in my subscription. Sure. But um, the credit space is always changing. So I'm able to post new things about credit mm. all the time. And that's, and that's where I take my information first is to my subscription model because I can literally just do this and put it in my, like, and share it with them. Like I can literally share whatever uh, within like five minutes. So, uh, I will, there are some things that there are some fine lines that I draw to where I'm not, okay, like, Hey, uh, this is, this is really high end like material. I'm keeping this for my course or like my consulting, but I do, you know, definitely share some of the same information in there. Um, and it's really interesting, like with my, with my subscription model that's through Instagram, like while I'm traveling, I'm always learning new stuff about like saving money with Airbnbs or like how to use points this way. Um, anything that saves people money, I share like almost right away. Uh, hmm. So it's just been like a super easy thing for me to like share because I'm always trying to find ways to save money and make money. So um, it's been pretty, uh, pretty rewarding. Yeah. What made you want to uh, host that on Instagram? Cause that's where I built my whole brand. I mean, mm. you know, I, which I learned, um, to not do that, I learned to diversify a little bit. <laughs> and that's why I created, so, I mean, Apple, you know what I'm talking about. My Instagram, yeah. I somehow I couldn't log in my Instagram for like, uh, I think it was 14 days, 15 wow. days. So that's why I created, well, first of all, I started just putting content out on all platforms. Like I'm on Facebook a lot more now. I'm on YouTube. I've been pumping out videos like every two or three days. Um, and then I moved my whole close friends group over to a completely separate Instagram page. So if like something were to happen with my main account, um, I, I still have my members over there and I can still provide value over there. Um, but I got the account back, so all is good. But um, that definitely taught me a good lesson is to diversify. Like I do that with my investments, but I wasn't doing that with my platform. <laughs> so stupid. Um, but yeah, it was just it's just super easy. I just feel like, the trend is going towards Instagram. Um, it's just a very uh, quickly growing platform and I can communicate so easily on there. I can do polls. I can ask questions. Um, stories features are huge. Swipe up is awesome. Um, it's just a great, great place to host the business that I'm hosting. Yeah, totally with you, man. And I, I never would have thought to put a membership site on Instagram just because there are so many like platforms that are designed for that. But I think it's, it's, it's really smart to do that because it's one, it's free, but two, it's just like right there. And that's where the people are already at. And it's yeah. just very, it's seamless. Like people are yeah. already there. So it's a lot exactly. easier to like get them in. Yeah, they don't have to log into anything. Oh. Like they can literally view my close friend story without even noticing they're viewing my story, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but yeah, it's just super, super easy. Just really, 
really seamless, like you said. So what have been some of the biggest challenges for you when you are, when you were trying to, to build this new business model and all these different pillars? Cause I'm sure there were some times where, where stuff was tough. I mean, I know with your Instagram account going down, that must've been a little bit stressful as well. Yeah. Um, but, but talk to us about some of the struggles that you faced and how you were able to overcome those over these last few months. Yeah. As far as the whole Instagram thing goes, I uh, sent an email blast out to them once I, once it like extended like a few days. And I was just like, hey, I'm giving you guys um, like 30 days for free. So I just didn't, I, you know, not all this, I delayed all the subscriptions uh, 30 days. Mm. So that was one thing. I was just in damage control mode there. Um, and then just really, I don't know, with my course, it's been, um, it's been, I haven't had too many issues with my course. With my consulting, I'm definitely noticing that uh, like the more clients I take on, I'm very cautious that I'm not taking on too many clients to the point where I'm not providing them value. So having systems in place is huge. Like I am like really structuring my consulting program a lot better now. Hmm. And I'm hiring out teams to help me do that. Like with, for the onboarding process, all the little details, there's so many little details that people don't realize. And like a lot of early stage entrepreneurs are just kind of, I mean, I understand because I was the same way. They're just kind of throwing everything into the wind and yeah. just kind of winging it. But like you have to get in a set schedule and you have to really be there to provide value and actually have systems in place. So I'm actually hiring, I'm in the midst of, I hired a friend that has unbelievable systems and he has a great system with his, he runs an agency. Uh, he does lead gen for real estate. And he's helping me put all the systems in place. And I'm actually hiring, um, I already have an executive assistant from overseas and I'm paying her hourly. And then she is finding me all employees. So he has like 15 VAs now working for him. And that's what exactly what I'm building. So I'm having my executive assistant find me all these other employees. I'm just going to grow my team that way. And he has meetings every single morning and that's what I'm doing as well. So that's the biggest thing I think is just having getting those systems in place so you can actually be as efficient as possible and actually provide value to your clients. Cause if you're trying to, if I, if I kept doing what I was doing right now, there's no way that I could scale my business mm. because it's only one of me, I can't do everything. And I think too many people are trying to do everything. That's, that's so true. And like the person you are today is the person that got you to where you're at today. But if you want to get to that next yeah. level, you got you to gotta become a different person. You got to level up yourself and you got to level up your systems to be able to bring you there because the systems that got you here aren't going to get you there. Yeah. And I think just, I mean, a big thing is without is just people's ego, you know, they think oh, yeah. they can try to do everything themselves. Mm. That's so, that's so, so true. So talk to us a little bit about that, that hiring process and like what you're hiring people to do. Um, what do you think are some of the best tasks that people should be getting off of their plate first? And what were some of the first things that you decided to, to outsource? Um, really? So I just see where the value is in my business. And that's what I focus on. I focus on that. You can really separate things into uh, like revenue producing activities and non-revenue producing activities. Mm. And I outsource all the non-revenue producing activities. So my website, my editing of my course, um, all the organization, setting meetings, uh, bringing in leads for my business, like all that is outsourced. That's why I hired this marketing team that I'm paying uh, a gross amount of money for <laughs> every month. Um, so I'm hiring out all the stuff that I am not good at and I'm doing what I'm good at. So I'm good at 
what I know, which is credit and personal finance. So I'm coaching mm -hmm. my clients on that. And then I'm also working on the sales process, which I will be outsourcing eventually. Um, but yeah, I just focus on what I'm actually good at and outsource everything else. So I don't build landing pages. I don't run my ads. I don't do um, the scheduling. I don't do the client onboarding process. I don't do like all that little stuff. Wow. That's huge. So fill us in a little bit on that, on that like 15 VA system. Just give us some details on like, like what does that look like? And what would you, what would you have 15 people doing if you had a 15 person team? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing is just, just finding ways to systemize everything. So we just create like my buddy that's training me on how to do this properly. Um, his executive assistant is training my executive assistant. Mm. So she's going to understand how all the, the systems work. Like we're going to do the communication through Slack and we're going to last pass all the passwords that we need yep. for like the courses, all that um, to whatever employees need it. And then um, what was the question again? Just asking like what the VAs will do. Yeah. Yeah. Like what that system would look like. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be specific employees for specific tasks. Like he, we, when I was with him, I was actually just in Tampa speaking at an event called social X mm -hmm. and um, I was working on like part of my presentation and he was in the same room as me in this office downtown. And uh, he was building like SOPs, which is just like a way that, it's just he goes through like a certain process on laptop and then records everything and does a voiceover so it shows mm. them exactly how to do things and we were like finding ways to pump out content like more content more often so we created an sop around uh like us filming the content dropping in the dropbox and then we showed them exactly what we do okay we cut these are the things we cut out of the clip these are the things we don't we move this clip to here you add this title which we comment in the dropbox and then you're going to fill all the subtitles for Instagram. You're going to go onto YouTube, find tags that match the, what the video is even about, you know, go through the whole process of posting on YouTube, have them post on YouTube, post it on our Instagram, um, just to make everything systemized because his business has doubled the last few months just because he got these systems in place. Mm. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's so many little things that you don't even think about in regards to running a business. That's um, so huge. Doing everything that's not really revenue producing. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a huge distinction to make between like what is revenue producing and what is not and mm -hmm. really getting clear on like what you need to be doing and what you really don't need to be doing. Yeah. And I think it's really important as well. One thing I was just talking about earlier today actually is whenever you are outsourcing something, you really have to understand what you want the person to do because I see a lot of people just, they, they want to, they want to hire somebody to like do marketing for them, but they don't understand the process. Like they don't understand Facebook ads. They don't understand what they're looking for and they don't understand how to explain the task to the person. And that's just it's like, I I've made that mistake a couple of times. Like I hired somebody to do some graphic design work and I suck at graphic design. So I'm terrible at explaining what I'm mm -hmm. looking for. And every single time that's just a mess because like you don't know how to explain what you're looking for. The person doesn't know what you're looking for or how to do a good job. So yeah. I think it's really important to have like those SOPs and really just go step by step by step. Like this is exactly what I'm looking for. So they know exactly how to do a good job. Cause like if you don't establish how to do a good job, then I mean, no one's going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I definitely made that mistake too. I was paying someone uh, like an executive assistant two grand to, to do all the little stuff for me. But we weren't having consistent meetings every morning. I wasn't relaying exactly what needed to be done. And I didn't understand exactly what he was doing. 
Mm. So it's so huge if you can like understand every process of your business and don't take shortcuts. Cause if you don't understand like how long something is taking, um, that's a big, big issue because like, I think I was overpaying for the services that I was getting. And now like with the systems that I'm implementing, um, and it was my fault too. It's not like he was like screwing me over or anything. No. It was my fault because I wasn't, first of all, monitoring what he was doing. Secondly, telling him what to do. And we weren't following up with the goals and like the process to actually get there. Um, but with this new system, like we have programs where it screenshots our employees screen every two minutes. Wow. So, like we can see exactly what they're doing. Um, it just keeps them accountable. And then we pay them based on how long that they're working. I mean, they have set hours, but um, that's just something to hold people accountable. Wow. That's huge. Dude. And yeah, it's all about those systems. It's all about knowing exactly what you want and, and making sure that, that that gets executed on. Yeah. So Jeff, you've been dropping a ton of value on our listeners. I, I really, I really appreciate it. And it's been crazy to see how far you've come in these last few months. Um, I've got a new set of questions that I like to ask all of my guests. So um, are you ready to hop into those? Yeah, for sure, man. Let's do it. Awesome. So the first thing I'm curious about is what are you excited about right now? Clearly there's a lot of things developing in your business and your goals and your visions, but like, what are you, what are you genuinely excited about right now? Um, yeah, I think I'm most excited about the firm that I'm going to be starting. I actually haven't really told anyone about this, but, um, yeah, I'm starting my, I'm becoming a uh, registered investment advisor. Wow. So I'm going through that whole process because I already have like my licenses from working you know, sure. with that firm. So I am working on that process and I will be legally allowed to talk about securities and actually help people with investments. So I'm really, really excited about that because that's been a huge goal of mine. And uh, so many people have told me that I need to have like 10 years of experience. And every time I listen to those people, um, I'm just pissed off myself. So I'm trusting myself. I'm starting pretty early. I'm going to build my own book of business and uh, just help a lot of people on the way. So that's probably one of the things I'm most excited about. Oh, that's huge, dude. That's huge. Well, if you ever need a CFP, um, give me like eight to nine months and I might have that. So nice, <laughs> are you studying for it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my program right now is like CFP certified. So by the end of it, I should. Okay. This. Awesome. <laughs> dude, that's sweet. I, I'm th- I've been thinking about getting that as well. we'll see. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to, if you ever want to talk about that, I mean, I'm always, I'm always down. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Let me, uh, let me know before you're taking it. I want to hear how the whole process of studying is. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. For sure. For sure. Uh, Jeff, what habits do you have that have served you particularly well? Uh, these could be in your lifestyle or your business. Um, yeah, I mean, staying consistent every day. Like I said, um, trusting my gut is huge. Like, that is huge. Hmm. Um, that's everything to me. That's like, you'll see me talk about like full send all the time. Yeah. Um, that, that was my, uh, how do you want it? Oh, that was my positive affirmation to go for what I wanted to do because you, there's all this noise that we get from society peers, family members, friends, um, even at the work, your workspace, people telling you what you should be doing, what's possible, um, how you need more experience, how you need to chill out for this amount of time. Um, how you need to pay your dues, all that crap. Um, so trusting your gut is huge. Like there's, you're not going to lose if you trust your gut because if you don't go for it, you're going to have regret. If you go for it, um, and you win, then you win. So there's really no downside to it. Um, so that's been a huge thing. 
And I do that also by challenging my beliefs. Like I challenge my beliefs all the time. Um, and, and we don't realize that we take beliefs in from our environment that's around us. So if we grew up around people that didn't believe cool things and an awesome lifestyle and running a business is possible, then that's what we're going to believe. And even if like, even listening to the news all the time, man, that's one thing, that's a huge habit I've cut out of my life the last 12 months. Um, I don't waste time on things that uh, don't have a direct impact in my life. And uh, I did that through challenging my beliefs. So I, I, every day is a new day to do, to create a new future for myself. Um, mm -hmm. So, and I think that that kind of helped me in trusting my gut more because I was like, you know what? I believed that I had to work a nine to five for like 40 years and retire on a pension. And I was like, no, wait, like I don't have to do that. And now I'm like trusting myself and I've built a business over to over hundred K a month. We actually did over hundred K a month one, uh, last month. Um, and I was only able to do that because I trust myself and I went all in on what I truly believed I wanted to do. So that's been a huge, huge thing. And I will preach that till the day I die. Like I'm so passionate about just trusting yourself and blocking out the noise from all the, all the bull crap going around. Mm, that's the truth, dude. Full send, full send yeah. movement. Full send, dude. <laughs> all right, Jeff, what content, if any, are you consuming right now? I know you said that you, you block out time for learning. So yeah. are you listening to podcasts? Are you watching YouTube videos? Are you reading books? Like what's that looking like for you right now? Um, this is what I'm listening to right now. Um, listening to this principles by Ray Dalio. Ooh. Um, I really like Ray Dalio. Um, he's obviously like the most successful hedge fund manager mm -hmm. and, and all in the, that principles book relates to every area of life. And that's another thing I've been realizing with my habits, even though like I've been hustling for like, 12 months, I'm like completely changing my life. Um, that's been one thing I'm like, I'm listening to less ignorant rap music and more intelligent people speak because I'm realizing that like, you know, your vocabulary changes over time. Like your mind takes in so much things unconsciously that you're not even aware of. And, uh, I'm really starting to realize like, I need to have more intelligent people speaking to me and less unintelligent people speaking to me. So that's been um, one of the big things. So. That's my main focus. I try to focus just on one thing. I'm also enrolled in a few courses. Um, I'm in the, like the Wake Up Wealthy community uh, with, we have like 40 entrepreneurs in that group. Um, so I'm on calls twice a week with them. Um, I'm in like Lewis Mocker's Mastermind. Um, I'm in Grant Cardone's uh, Cardone U. Um, I'm in too many courses, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Investing in that education though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, I'm always curious to hear from my guests uh, about what they do that doesn't scale. So quick example, one thing I'll do every day is I'll pull out my phone and I'll send like five to 10 video DMs to just new followers. Just I'll go through my list and like pick five to 10 people and just say, what's up? Uh, my name's Apple. Thanks for the follow. If anything I can do for you, let me know. Have a wonderful day. Just something real simple like that. Nice. Just to, to make that connection, you know, because um, that's that's the stuff that nobody else is willing to do. And I think going one on one with people is, is huge. So can you think of anything or is there anything that comes to mind for you in your business that you do that isn't super scalable or that has that like Jeff second your personal touch to it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, first of all, that's a really cool thing that you do. I need I am really trying to work on that a little bit better. 
uh, to like get better at networking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like dedicate time to it. Like I yeah. feel like I'm pretty good with people, but I feel like I'm not spending time doing that. For sure. Uh, but I answer like probably like 50 DMs a day. So maybe that's, maybe that's my uh, <laughs> yeah. version of it. But uh, definitely my consulting. Um, I actually have thought about stopping my consulting because it takes a lot of my time and energy and it's not scalable because like I have to be there until I like really bring on someone that knows what they're doing too and coach them through the process, which yeah. will take time. But um, it definitely has that one-on-one touch because I'm dealing directly with the client. Like we go through their debt, we go through uh, their income, their credit situation, what businesses they possibly want to invest in, like planning their future, like almost everything. Um, so that takes a lot of my time and energy, but I care about impact. And this that has the most impact and I'm finding that people don't, a lot of people will buy courses and won't do anything with yep. the information. So I have, I'm trading that unscalable time, that unscalable part of my business for, to provide value. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to get rid of it because I care too much about it, but that's definitely one thing I'm doing that's not scalable. Yeah, exactly. And like when you're working one-on-one with somebody, that's when you really have the potential to like change their life. Because yeah. like you said, so many people would just sign up for courses and not do anything. And I mean, there's not much you can do about that except like develop a program like that where you're working one-on-one with somebody. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jeff, you've been dropping a ridiculous amount of value on our listeners. I'm so stoked that we got to have you back here for, for round two. Um, where can they go if they want to follow up with you, find out more about what you're doing in the credit space and um, get to know Jeff Seginger a little bit better? Yeah, if you want to see the date today, the best place is still Instagram uh, at Jeff Seconder. That should be, I don't know, my name should be on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Facebook is decent. I'm not really on there as much. YouTube, I'm doing a lot of mindset stuff hmm. uh, because I've completely changed my entire lifestyle, um, like dramatically changed my lifestyle. Yeah. I talk about change a lot and like business, just principles and stuff. Uh, so if you're trying to get like more stuff on mindset, YouTube is a great place. And then if you want to just find out more about what I'm doing business-wise, uh, jeffseconder.com is a good place too. Cool. And I'll be sure to link up all of those in the show notes for this episode. Jeff, do you have any last words of wisdom, parting thoughts for our listeners here on Young Smart Money today? Um, your, your listeners are primarily like people in college, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say the biggest thing is uh, trusting your gut. Like you're the biggest, like I had, um, not saying that my, my parents are awesome people and they want the absolute best for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think everyone's almost everyone's parents do. Uh, but the thing is they don't know how businesses run in 2019. Like they had no idea what I was doing on Instagram. Like, there's no way you can make money doing that. Um, and they always want you to play the safe game. So when I told them I was thinking about quitting my job and full sending in entrepreneurship, they were like, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. So just realize that like your friends and family, people that are close to you want the safe thing for you. They don't want you to take risks, but if you want an exceptional lifestyle, like your actions have to map towards those ambitions. So, I mean, just trust your gut and do you, uh, and it'll, everything will work out. Full send movement. Yeah. Jeff, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on Young Smart Money today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Apple. 
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day.